0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Elmore Leonard's podcast, where we break down all the films created from adaptations of Elmore Leonard's work. This week, we're talking about Be Cool from 2005. Here are our hosts. I'm Al. I'm Ken. And I'm Drew. That's right. We're, um, we're going back in time to 2005. I feel like that's the most jarring part of this movie. I'm not saying a lot. Uh, then you get a glimpse into 2005, uh, and you're kind of like, "Okay, uh, cell phones." Even for me personally, I was only a year into having a cell phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when when I see someone with a two-way or a you know a weird flip phone, or you see a gangster with a flip phone, it's already kind of cringy, I guess, which is no fault. That's just how time works. But, um, yeah, it's a sequel to Get Shorty, which was made a decade before this, to, uh, 1995. Again, John Travolta is playing his role as Chili Palmer. Uh, Danny DeVito's still somewhere in there, a little bit. Um, but it kind of has a cast of characters that should make it an awesome movie. Uh, but it just seems kind of self-referencing a little too much. It's almost like it, it doesn't know
1: what it is. I didn't think it was a good movie. Did you, Drewster? I did not. I That would be very far from what I would have called this. Right. Uh, they uh, felt like it was
2: phoned in, you know, like they they didn't try hard. Or some of them didn't,
1: you know. Yeah, and you'd think like 2005 Vince Vaughn wasn't that around the time of Wedding Crashers, but just it just I don't know if it was the writer it didn't play and also it didn't help that they didn't even have the original director and then and then they asked a second director and that director was like, mm, I'm busy or didn't want to do it." And so they this is this is their third choice. But still, this director hey, I'm back. This director
0: is a bomb director. He's he did Friday and he did the Italian job, the Mark Wahlberg one, and he, he's, you know, he, I think he na- made his name in music videos, F. F Gary Gray. Um, yeah. So he's no slouch. Like he had, you know, he's someone with vision for sure, but yeah, it's um, it's a slog. The, uh, I even have a section in my notes for cringes. <laughs> uh, Throughout the movie, homophobic homophobic slurs are thrown out where it's yeah. like oh, my goodness, that's only fifteen years ago. And it is bad. It is really bad. I mean, even movies in the 70s weren't that bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely remnants from like gay panic of the nineties just like held over into early two thousands. Yeah. Oh, it's it's bad. Um, and then I have a note here. Uh,
0: if a hell exists, Harvey Keitel rapping is a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he attempts to rap and it it's rough. That's a rough part. Um, Harvey is
2: uh, is one of them that you can put uh, on the iPhone this in yeah he put very little seemed like very little effort into it yeah and and was like a cartoon of himself yeah Uh.
0: yeah it's almost like okay this is um this is a sequel to get shorty you don't really have to know what happened in get shorty but you can just know that chili palmer is done with the movies and he's trying to move on although i think in the in the book he's going through this music business ordeal to get ideas for a movie, which Mm. is also just equally as annoying. Um, But uh, it's Travolta and Uma Thurman again, kind of doing a Pulp Fiction thing where they dance and they dance, but this time it's,
1: it's just whatever it's, it's 2005. I felt that, That was the only reason why John Fulton made this movie. It's just he wanted to dance with Uma Thurma again. The only way she would agree is if they actually went ahead and did a movie, so they both got paid big, and then they could just goof off the rest of the movie. The whole point was just they wanted to dance together. that was it. Because Uma Thurma's coming off of
0: Kill Bill, which is like, it was a monster movie. It was two movies, two years of two movies. And it was a monster movie. And it's hard to believe that that's the same person playing, you know, playing Edie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's, I mean, as far as the summary goes, it's uh, Chili Palmer is done with the movie business because the sequel to that movie didn't get made. He then turns his sights in the music business and said, why don't we give this a shot? Because everyone here is a wise guy just like me, and I can muscle my way into making a deal and stuff. And then... You get the typical Elmer Leonard characters. You get the weird bodyguard played by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, who who looks thin, way thin, way, like, and young. Yeah, and and, and uh, actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, he's one of the better exactly like uh, he, performances. You you get to see a glimpse of what he becomes for the next right. 10, he, 15 years. He definitely showed potential in that. Yeah,
2: that. It's almost when they do the parody stuff. If you don't pull that off, it's awful. Yeah. Well, he pulled it off. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, parodying the whole wrestling thing and all. Mm -hmm. You know, he was he was
0: doing his own move. His
2: his every yeah. The eyebrow. And Hodie, can you get me an audition? You know, he
0: was in an office somewhere
2: and said to a guy,
0: "Can you get me an audition?" Yeah. No, and and when we say thin, we mean we don't mean that he's fat now. We mean he's buffer now giant now. So he's almost so, so scrawny. It's like looking at the those original photos of Hugh Jackman in the first X-Men to like now where they're just so roided out. You know, all that cod. <laughs> um, so uh, I would say him, Cedric the Entertainer, right. and Andre Benjamin are the ones that make it not a total train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's important to know the plot. Uh, you know, there's some backdoor here, backdoor, you know, people are playing with each other, trying to fool each other, trying to get the money. There's a contract here. There's, you know, music business. I will say it's ahead of its time in that. They use Steven Tyler as an eye for talent, and he goes on to host, be a uh, judge of American Idol.
1: Right. That's right. <laughs> so they, even mention, they even mentioned they <laughs> even mentioned American Idol in this.
0: Yeah, they yeah. So American Idol is going on. Steven Tyler is in a part of it. Some years later, about ten years later, he becomes
1: yeah.
0: a judge on it. So it's way ahead of, it, ahead of its time. Wow.
2: <laughs> um and somebody even did uh might have been one of uh cedric's uh posse uh they're having some kind of back and forth uh and they did the eye thing you know mm-hmm. it might have been cedric i don't know but uh that's how you know that dance move they had in pulp fiction somebody yeah, did it yeah. to travolta you know when? yeah i noticed
0: little things like that um hoping to salvage something the the interaction between Andre Benjamin, who's who is an MC in the dub dub MDs, Weapons of Mass Destruction. Yeah. So it's the rap group. <laughs> and Cedric is their producer. Producer. Yeah. And that whole crew is hilarious because all of them are buffed out. They're yeah. always wearing it's 2005, so the fashion is the big T's we're in. <laughs> We even just because by then I was in the Air Force. We talked about all of us. Uh, we were going to start a bowling team where we would all wear the long, long tees, <laughs> and we would just be a bunch of scrawny white kids wearing long, long tees. tees, and it's it's it looks so ridiculous. Speaking of white guys being ridiculous, Vince Vaughn. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. about cringe words. Audible groans. <laughs> uh, uh, oh he just he just needed to take it down 70% 70 yeah because he could have For being kind uh, <laughs> he could I think he could have pulled it off <laughs> because at that same time he had just done or maybe he's about to do Um. he's about to do Starsky and Hutch he plays the bad guy in that Uh, and he plays it really well and then um, uh, yeah just his obnoxious maybe he's playing it too well maybe he reminds me of too many people I've come in contact with who think
1: like that and act like that Um, I would love I would love to be able to say that Vince Von like learn from this or like grew as an actor and skills. But then I recall he was the villain in the second season of true detective. And it was a similar performance of what he did in be cool. It just, it was rough.
0: Yeah. So there's that, but the interaction with Cedric as a uh, sinless Al and Andre Benjamin playing Dabu. Dabu. Hey, you have to give uh,
2: Andre credit because he's the real deal. What he had to do, that whole business with can't get comfortable, slouching in the chair and the guns going all over. <laughs> and Don't even give he, me a gun. Now, that, that parody going too far, he was right what? at the line, but he pulls it off because. I mean, I got on the edge of my seat. I was waiting for the gun to go off. You know, he put mm-hmm. enough tension in that scene,
0: yeah, without ruining it with his silliness, you know, mm-hmm. like Vince did. Well, because every scene. Well, because then, he's doing that ridiculousness, and he has a straight man there to keep the scene together in okay. Sin Lasalle. And he's, yeah. it, at <laughs> one point, he goes, "It's my sister's nephew." <laughs> he so explains he, everything. He has to be in this group. Yeah. Um, one thing that it is, I saw when they went into the studio, the NFT studio, Andre was wearing an Al Cinder jersey, which is a, Kareem Abdul Jabbar before he changed his name. It's a Lakers jersey,
2: but Al Cinder on the back, <laughs>
0: yeah, I which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, there's
2: some nice touches by those yeah.
0: guys. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, and I've always liked Andre, and he, he pulled it off. And and like you say, with the help of Cedric. Yeah. Uh, with the <laughs> what's with the T? Yeah.
0: The T. The tea. <laughs> You're not a gangster, man.
1: That ain't gangster. Yeah. <laughs> and um, oh, and the uh, the the performing trio. Uh, I felt it was just a very much like we wanted to do a parody of like Destiny's Child. Yeah, for and sure. And have yeah. Beyonce look alike. Yeah, it just—they were trying to do too much. Trying to like, everything was an inside joke. Everything was a wink, a nod. When okay. they even talk about being meta and referencing sequels and how bad they are, then they proceeded to make a bad sequel. It's only funny if it's ironic that you're talking about sequels and you're a sequel. If you're a good sequel, you can get away with doing that, yeah. tongue in yeah. cheek, a peek behind the curtain. But like, I love sequels. I mean, Terminator 2, um, FIFO Goes West. Godfather 2. (laughs) In a lot of those, I saw the sequel before the original, and it didn't matter. But, man, this one, if I would have watched Be Cool first, I would have (laughs) been like, no, I'm not watching the first one. Yeah. (laughs) No,
0: and um, I think – I don't think Elmore does sequels very well because I don't think the book was very good either uh, from – from what I was reading, maybe I—I I think there's a higher body count. Oh, maybe so. Um, well, Get Shorty was an excellent movie, right?
2: The timed well, acted—you know, mm-hmm. impeccably. And uh, and this is a—you know, I i just wondered about that director. Like, m- maybe he couldn't talk to Vince.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine him
0: saying, "Give me more." Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know and then the,
1: the Dairy Queen of visor caps like you were saying the flip phones it's very much a product of 2005 yeah
0: no and it, it feels I'm trying to think of what other movies are going on at that same time and it reminds me honestly of like Austin Powers 3 yeah
2: where it was just where, wore
0: out where they just said nope just it doesn't matter we're gonna ram it into the ground People will come and see this.
2: We'll do that enough
0: that yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Mick G was like the director's then, Uh, like Charlie's Angels, that type of vibe. That's like it all kind of falls into that same
1: category. Which is they even talked about. They even mentioned like, oh, and yeah, you know, movies get so corporate, but then they like shove lots of like, oh, T-Mobile sidekick, Mountain Dew, Dairy Queen. They're like. Again, like it's only funny if, like, you have to not be the very thing you're making fun of, because then you're just pointing out that you're a bad movie. Yeah. Actually, something interesting that I keep coming across
0: in the trivia at the very beginning, when he's, um, when he is talking about the PG-13 rating, how you can only say the F word once, he says. The F word and this movie's PG 13. So that's the one F word that he gets. So they're trying to do that through the whole movie. They're trying to make it kind of clever and ironic.
1: Whatever. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, um... I didn't mind that part. And like he counted the bullets. It reminded me of Archer, where like he knew the uh the Russian was out of bullets because he had mm-hmm. counted. And James Wood dying, I was like, phew. That's a good start. All right. let's maybe <laughs> I've hoped for the rest of the movie. Nope, nope, it was all downhill after Colventine Bullets and after James Wood death. Yeah. I'd uh, you know another uh, phone it in.
0: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think about movies that I've watched. We were, we were recently just talking about movies where we don't make it to the end, which is a hard th- I will usually sit through a whole movie, even if it's horrible, because I've, I've had a glimpse of what it takes to make a movie. And they even say the effort is the same. The amount of labor that you have to put in for a horrible movie and a good movie is about the same yeah so like, usually the money is the same. name yeah you know I mean and so I'm I'm never someone to just be like horrible I'm never you know like you're supposed to entertain me and that's it like I, I understand there's a it's hard to pull off um, but this one was very close to being like I said this, if it weren't for Cedric and Andre Benjamin, and and Dwayne Johnson. I would definitely have turned it off. Um, but what are some movies where you didn't make it through? All right. I I would have thought I could remember, except my brain is
2: feeble. Because uh, because I'm like you, uh, I keep waiting for that redeeming value to come in, mm-hmm. you know. And it could be the ending. Yeah. Uh, because this had a good ending. This movie. Yeah. How they got him to go in there and get the baseball bat? Get the baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> and whose fingerprints are on it? You know yeah. that that was a nice little tidy.
0: That was Elmore Leonard almost. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I did like the monologue. I actually just brought it up. The little monologue that Sin LaSalle, played by Cedric the Entertainer, has when the Russian comes in. And I think he might have called them an N-word, but he says something disparaging about... Uh, Twice. uh, Goes for the N-word twice. Yeah. And so this is... Here, I'll read it. This is what he says back to him. He said, Have you lost your mind? I mean, how is it that you can disrespect a man's ethnicity when you know we've influenced nearly every facet of white America, from our music to our style of dress, not to mention our basic imitation of sense of cool, walk talk dress mannerisms we we enrich your very existence all the while contributing to the gross national product through our achievements in corporate america it's these conceits that comfort me when i'm faced with the ignorant cowardly bitter and bigoted who have no talent no guts people like you who desecrate things they don't understand when the truth is you should say thank you man and go on about your way <laughs> and then he shoots them like, that's, again, I feel like they're trying to do a Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, pulp Fiction thing. But I actually like this a lot of exactly what it's saying. They're not just spitting some Bible verse. It's, I've tried to tell other white people this. Yeah. That everything that you love was created by black <laughs> Americans. <laughs> and everything was appropriated and that, you know all the music all the style fashion it's it, it's used to enrich our lives um, but it was stolen
2: um and we pretty much have a history of that but now
0: yeah it goes right back from the beginning yeah. goes back unfortunately about, um, yeah coming up on 500 years now
1: <laughs> but uh really to uh, there was one movie recently that uh my wife and I we just were like no We'll sit, we've sat through some some bad ones, but Without Remorse, uh, the newest Tom Clancy movie starring Michael B. Jordan, I just couldn't, I I mean, we watched Thor 2 and uh, Iron Man 3. We watched all of those, but man, this one was rough. Uh, It just sometimes, I feel sometimes just like, yeah, I'll sit through something because sometimes it's so bad it's funny. Or like you said, some redeeming quality at the end even Cedric's speech there is worth waiting and actually watching yeah but sometimes there's a movie that just can't can't do it
0: Um, I remember I'm sure so walking stopping your streaming service and finding something else is a lot different than walking out of a theater that you've that you've paid eight nine bucks for a ticket um, but I remember we all went to see Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. I I remember Dad really wanting to get the hell out of there. And he was stuck there because we loved Ace Ventura. <laughs> and we were watching it. And I just remember looking over at Dad at one point and he's he's like keeling over and shaking his head. Like, why am I here? I'm sure that would have been one if we were there (laughs) well I'm sure because I've never watched it again
2: (laughs) Uh, Uh, I know there was one I was in I know it was over here at the Uh, rave and the reason why I even remember it is because when I was walking out I was thinking I never walk out yeah you know so this is crumb, and I and whoever I was with I can't remember that either but they said uh, you know I was like giving it the... He can't do... But this is so... Ter- I can't believe that. And he said, well, if you don't like it, do you want to leave? And I said, yes, yeah, so let's get the hell out of here. Hey. And I remember thinking, you know, I never do this. Yeah. yeah. You can't remember the
0: what movie I was. can't remember. Oh,
1: I wish I could. I know which theater it was in. Yeah, no. I walked out of This is 40 with Paul Rudd. I was the watching it with someone movie, in... And about 20 minutes in, we just both looked at each other, shook our heads, like, no, this no. And, and we left.
2: The, the redeeming value thing on that one was she was having a terrible bowel attack, you know, and, and he's in the bed and she's in the bathroom right there. And he was like, what our God, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and she gets in the bed and, you know, like, goes to cuddle up with her back toward the he says, don't point that thing at me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one
0: redeeming value. <laughs> That's, those are tough. Those are tough. I'm. Uh, you said your wife uh, couldn't get through Waterworld.
1: Yeah, she, like, I was like, no, this is like, I know, I even told her, I was like, yeah, a lot of people say this is not good, but man, I like it. Dystopian future, the entire world is flooded with water ahead of its time with climate change. Yeah. she she <laughs> drew the line at hero music being played for the blonde lead smoker. Is the the smoker was the gang of the jet skiers when yeah. he got hero music and like nothing and he didn't have a comeuppance, but like we knew he was the bad guy. She's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> and among other things that she found too ridiculous.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how far she made it. in. opening scene where he's captured, and then his boots are stolen, and then she's like, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, I mean, first of all,
0: you don't have to explain who the smokers are to us. Well, we it's are to the, the, the general you. audience, just in yeah, case other people. World. We love Waterworld in this household. Like it is a fact. It is a Unironically. Like, Unright- I seriously we love that movie. We not watch it and say, look, isn't this ridiculous? No, we're watching it We're saying, this is the greatest movie on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Kills. I There's plenty of them where you go, watch this. Wait, wait, wait. Watch, watch.
2: Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the best one was him. He, I saw an interview with him, and the, and the guy said to him, what do you uh, say to the people that uh, tell you Waterworld was such a bad movie? And he said, I didn't think it was a bad movie. Yeah. And then he goes on and he just goes just like yeah. right down his hand. And yeah. you know, like, we did this, we did this, you know? Yeah. And uh, But he, I think he said the uh, the only mistake he made was not listening to Steven Spielberg, who told him, make it in a tank. Make it in a tank? Make the movie in a tank, not out in the real ocean. Okay. Because the hardest thing for, now this is movie makers talk. Right, Sure. He said, "You know that whole business of uh, the calls at six o'clock, and you start loading onto boats, and you got to get them started, and you got to have food on them, and they got to be all gassed up, and you've got to go out. And maybe it's like this one day, and like this the next day, and you can't match the shots. So now you start doing interiors, and and uh, you know people are hurling over the side, and, and there's so many setups. You know the horizon is all the same, so you're good there." But the sun, you know, if yeah. you're trying to shoot again now, you got to change everything over. But you got to make sure you where that sun is, and and so they've got tow boats
0: and uh, just that whole control. you have got, it. oh yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's some inside movie stuff. That would, I'm I'm almost getting seasick listening to <laughs> the logistics of it. Yeah,
2: Jesus, it's all that work, you know, and, and, and that was it. At the end of the day, you're done.
0: What's going on over there Drew? You uh, you rifling through some papers? That's
1: Yeah. Sorry, it's uh it's it's moving day.
0: <laughs> you uh got some business papers, you know, some Yeah, some just, business,
1: you know, business, just business papers.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what, what do you do for a living?
1: I'm unemployed.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, water waterworld <laughs> Drew and I would love to do a double bill drive in night of the Cosner Apocalypse, which is Waterworld followed by The Postman. Good. Yeah.
2: Another one that was
1: underrated. Yeah. Seriously. Starring Tom Petty playing himself. <laughs> himself. Yeah. yeah. Weren't you famous? <laughs> I used to be. That's
0: the <laughs> line from it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. He was controlling the zip line. Yeah. The Postman, fantastic movie.
2: (laughs) Say what you want to. He made one of the best Westerns ever made. Ever. Yeah.
1: Dances with wolves. (laughs) Truth. Truth. And there's a fantastic story about that movie even. He didn't want to originally do it. The, The screenwriter was, I think, uh, staying with him or like was spending time with his family in some capacity he kept on trying to get kevin costner to just look at it read a script just take a chance and kevin costner was like not having any of it until his uh child i think it was his daughter was uh being read to by the screenwriter the story of dance with wolves and his daughter and his in the in the in the then the mother of his child were both like no no you have to read this script it's really good your daughter's been getting this read to her every night and she loves it. And he's like, all right, fine. He finally read it. He was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to make this movie. Yeah. Cause originally he's like, if there isn't a
0: baseball in this, I'm not going to make it
1: or some sport. He They got him to agree to 10 cup because there was at least golf. So he's like, all right, fine. I can do sports, but baseball is my thing. <laughs> I'll tell you
2: another good one. Surprisingly good. Yeah, it's another Western, Silverado. Cleanly drawn bad guys, good, great scenery, and he's playing like the the rowdy little brother with the pinto horse and uh, the hat turned up, and, mm-hmm. and and he did his own jumping and and
0: riding in it. It was uh, another. Thing. We're gonna let this landscaper finish. <laughs> Actually, you
2: should be a banker for what they get. Um yeah. he's got a whole thing he does on the edge. Right, right. I told him, you know, I don't really need that. No,
0: he says that's how I do it. Oh
2: okay.
0: Um Cosner, Cosner, we're on the Cosner. Yeah. Oh, oh, my uh I took a film class. In undergrad and the teacher hated me because I said the movie Wyatt Earp where Cosner plays Wyatt Earp could be real because <laughs> he, he plays like a former criminal and turned um, you know that it, he becomes the myth of Wyatt Earp and I was like we actually don't know this this could actually you know this could be really how he becomes Wyatt Earp he, he was very troubled by my essay about it, even though what what the what the real myth of Wyatt Earp is based off of was a novel, a fictional novel, wrote in the '30s. So it's like this guy's making stuff up. You know, that's that's a work of fiction. We don't know that. Why are we treating like that's the truth? Costner could have been up to something. Anyways um yeah be cool it uh it's it's there oh i will say there is um in the very beginning when chili palmer's cadillac gets shot up when the russians come and kill Ah, tommy right he orders a new it's like a limo fleet and the guy comes and says here are your keys and gives them the electric car and all that. That guy, he's kind of a red haired white guy. Yeah. He's a comedian, stand up comedian that I saw on TV flipping through BET oh, wow. live at the Apollo. And he absolutely killed. Nice. He had the entire audience. And that's a thing that you notice when there's a white guy on stage on BET yeah. and he's he is killing it yeah uh his name's darren carter he does this whole i forgot what it was he does this whole dance thing where everyone assumes he's a bad dancer and then he just busts out this popping and lock and he just has the whole crowd cool dying. yeah he plays just the, the so he's, that, he throws the napoleon dynamite on him yeah a little bit <laughs> but you know many years in well, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite came out this year, too, 2005. That's, that's a weird thing. Be yeah. cool and Napoleon Dynamite, same yeah. year. Oh, I love Drew's take on pirating. For the record, we're against pirating. But, Drew, what is your – you gave us a spiel. You gave me. A
1: spiel. Yeah, like, I mean, I know pirating is out there. It exists. People do it. But what I will say is that if you don't want someone to pirate something, make it easy for me to buy it or stream it. Like, I have Netflix, Sling, Hulu, Disney, Peacock, Amazon, Paramount, HBO – Apple TV and sometimes there's still movies that aren't on any of those and so I'm paying I don't know five to fifteen dollars for each of those and yet there's sometimes a popular movie or a movie that's been out for a while that isn't on somehow one of those streaming sites like look I'm attempting to pay for this in one of my streamings or renting it even if it's on YouTube but sometimes not even then like Pirate is not what I want to do. But my gosh, when I'm already having like eight subscription services. It's
0: on them. That's on them. If you don't want us to pirate it.
1: I have nine. Nine nine active subscriptions. (laughs) And I can still not always find stuff. That's your fault. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And and then what's the other, we actually share why we don't, this is the reason why we don't like Marvel movies. And it's the fact that when all the destruction is happening, all we can think about is the tax burden of those residents. Because all those buildings that the, the Marvel and S.H.I.E.L.D. and they're fighting the aliens is just destruction, entire freeway bridge is exploded. And that's insured. And that's going to get repaired, but the rates are going to go up. Yeah, and that tax burden is going to be put on the residents. And we know Tony Stark does not pay taxes. <laughs> no,
1: and some he of was, Elon Musk,
0: <laughs> yeah, and Bezos, and all that. He falls and, into that
1: category. And also, what's worse, not only does he not pay taxes, the insurance companies they get their money because they'll get recouped by tax dollars, but the cleanup. Uh, one of the movies. They even talk about how Tony Stark was muscling out other contractors that had bid for the job for the cleanup. Tony Stark's his company underbid them or outbid them, and so he, not only does Tony Stark cause the damage, he also gets to get the lucrative government contracts to clean it up. Fuck and so he gets to double dip both... on that.
2: It's almost like he owned a New York hotel,
1: because <laughs> that's how uh, uh, the Spider the Spider Man villain spider-man villain vulture that was his storyline is how we got into this was he was doing cleanup after in new york city and tony stark's company shut him down and didn't like they used injunctions and shield and legal muscle to get him to lose the bid and then tony stark's company gets to come in and claim it all and then you know recoup any of the the stolen or not stolen but just like damaged goods from the aliens and stuff use that technology yeah Why, why are we
0: rooting for this guy yeah right yeah goes through my mind when i'm watching marvel i'm just like uh one of these guys isn't even (laughs) from this planet so he's not paying taxes uh (laughs) stephen rogers is from uh 50 years ago Uh, he went into a time machine thing and so he's he's not paying taxes they're not paying taxes he's
2: got to be upset about the price of a hershey bar yeah
0: And so I'm just, yeah, it just takes me out of it. All this destruction, all like I would watch a Marvel movie that's just uh, a community roots grassroots organization trying to go, going to city hall during a council meeting and trying to get heard uh, with just paperwork and paperwork that their lawyers pro bono set up and said, we're suing this city for corruption and uh in tax system and blah 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 like I would watch that Marvel movie. Black like Panther. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so any any last thoughts on Be Cool? Uh I do like it and I always point out when they say the movie title or the, like the TV series title in the in the works, I always get excited. And so uh, Sin, played by Cedric, gets to he does say in the movie, "Be cool." I was like, excellent. At least there's that. Yeah. Not only does he say "be cool,"
0: he said, "I don't have to be cool. I am cool." Boom! Shoots yeah. it. That's good. Yeah, they saved this movie those those guys
1: and that was a tall ask